Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. my websites recoveryradiokmp3.com for the books go to sarcasticbigbook.com and as always so glad you're here with me I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere in the middle but here we are I am glad for that. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here from Trader Joe's, mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. I'm in such an amazing mood, I have to forewarn you. Didn't wake up that way. I woke up in state of being that is fortunately pretty rare for me these days where I woke up with a racing mind. It was kind of funny because I just had that episode on how to quiet my mind, how I keep it quiet. Normally I could sort of control what I think about pretty easily, but today I woke up and my mind was just sort of racing. It was kind of chaotic. And I understand some of this has to do with my age now, food I eat, and stuff like that. No wonder some people go mad. But <clears throat> really happy with how it turned out. What I did was I kind of put myself on just straight observation mode. I was just observing my thoughts. But I just didn't take them seriously. I just sort of let the loving parent in me take over and say, okay, I'm going to do what I know is the right thing to do, and I'm just not going to take any of that very seriously. And I didn't feel like running, so I put on my shoes, put on my running outfit, and I ran. Didn't feel like, you know, my normal routine. I just wanted to curl up kind of in a ball. I ignored that. I just did the next right thing. And lo and behold, in short order, my head got very quiet. And it's been quiet all day. It's been an amazing day, actually. Been in just such a good mood. But I was very happy that I was like, okay, brush your teeth, drink your water, go on your run, do your stretches, take a shower, 
etc. Show up, all the places you're supposed to show up. And it was just, it was amazing. I am honest on this thing. When I'm not doing well, I, I'll say it. I'm not trying to present something that I'm not on this thing. But it was a really great day. Felt really productive and I was pretty funny today too. That's one of the barometers for me for how good the day is. Today I want to talk about something. <clears throat> I want to read something that I read on here a long time ago. I wanted to read it again. I want to talk about it more. It can't be read or talked about enough as far as I'm concerned. It's such a important piece of information. So central to why I'm having the experience I'm having with the 12 steps. And it's a very rare belief. And it comes from Dr. Silkworth. You think that the opinion of Dr. Silkworth would be, you know, sufficient to um, penetrate much more <clears throat> than it does, but read something that's very powerful, I think. And Dr. Silkworth wrote this, published it in the grapevine. I forget the exact year, fifties. Uh, but it's called Slips and Human Nature. It's just fascinating stuff. And again, central to why I'm having such an amazing experience. When this information was explained to me and shown to me in the first 164 pages, things were shown to me in um, the way I understand it now. Just rocked my whole world and I've never looked back. So here it goes. The mystery of slips is not so deep as it may appear, Dr. Silkworth writes. While it may seem odd that an alcoholic who has restored himself to a dignified place among his fellow men and continues dry for years should suddenly throw all his happiness overboard and find himself again in mortal peril of drowning in liquor, often the reason is simple. People are inclined to say there's something peculiar about alcoholics. They seem to be well, yet at any moment they may turn their back to their old ways. You can never be sure. This is largely twaddle. Twaddle means nonsense. Bullshit. This is largely bullshit. This is coming from Dr. Silkworth. Keep that in mind. An alcoholic is a sick person. Under the technique of Alcoholics Anonymous, he gets well. That is to say, his disease is arrested. The disease is arrested. That's what the big book says. We have been restored to sanity. That's what the big book says. We have recovered. That's why the big book says the problem has been removed. 
That's why the big book says we have been relieved of our alcoholism. Because the main part of the problem, the insanity of the first drink, is in an arrested state, rendering the physical allergy inconsequential. It goes on. There is nothing unpredictable about him any more than there is anything weird about a person who has arrested diabetes. Let's get it clear once and for all that alcoholics are human beings. Then we can safeguard ourselves intelligently against most slips. In both professional and lay circles, there's a tendency to label everything that an alcoholic may do as alcoholic behavior. The truth is, it is simply human nature. It is very wrong to consider any of the personality traits observed in liquor addicts as peculiar to the alcoholic. Read that again, because it's just up against so much. This is Dr. Silkworth. This is the person who wrote the doctor's opinion. He's the one referenced in the doctor's opinion. He's describing the problem in the book from which we apply the solution. His take on the problem. It is very wrong to consider any of the personality traits observed in liquor addicts as peculiar to the alcoholic. Emotional and mental quirks are classified as symptoms of alcoholism merely because alcoholics have them. Yet those same quirks can be found among non-alcoholics too. Actually, they are symptoms of mankind! Exclamation point. Of course, the alcoholic tends to think of himself as different, somebody special, with unique tendencies and reactions. Many psychiatrists, doctors, and therapists carry the same idea to extremes in their analyses and treatment of alcoholics. Sometimes they make a complicated mystery out of a condition which is found in all human beings, whether they drink whiskey or buttermilk. To be sure, alcoholism, like every other disease, does manifest itself in some unique ways. It does have a number of baffling peculiarities, which differ from those of all other diseases. At the same time, any of the symptoms and much of the behavior of alcoholism are closely paralleled and even duplicated in other diseases. A slip is a relapse. It is a relapse that occurs after the alcoholic has stopped drinking and started on the A program of recovery. Slips usually occur in the early states of the alcoholic's AA indoctrination before he's had enough time to learn enough of the AA techniques and AA philosophy to give him a solid footing. But slips may also occur after the alcoholic has been <clears throat> a member of AA for many months or even several years. And it is in this kind, above all, that one often finds a marked similarity between the alcoholic's behavior and that of normal victims of other diseases. No one is startled by the fact that relapses are not uncommon against 
among arrested tubercular patients. But here is a startling fact. The cause is often the same as the cause that leads to a slip for an alcoholic. It happens this way. Ready for this? When a tubercular patient recovers sufficiently to be released from the sanitarium, the doctor gives him careful instructions for the way he is to live when he gets home. He must drink plenty of milk. He must refrain from smoking. He must obey other stringent rules. For the first several months, or perhaps several years, the patient follows directions. But as his strength increases, and he feels fully recovered, he becomes slack. There may be the night when he decides he can stay up till 10. When he does this, nothing untoward happens. Soon he is disregarding the directions given to him. When he left the sanitarium, eventually he has a relapse. The same tragedy can be found in cardiac cases. After the heart attack, a patient is put on a strict rest schedule. Frightened, he naturally follows directions obediently for a long time. He too then goes to bed early, avoids exercise such as walking upstairs, he quits smoking, leads a Spartan life. Eventually, though, there comes a day after he's been feeling good for months or several years, when he feels he has regained his strength, and he has also recovered from his fright. If the elevator is out for repair, he walks up three flights of stairs. He decides to go to a party, does a little smoking, has a cocktail or two, no serious after-effects follow, the first departure from the rigorous schedule. So he may try it again until he suffers a relapse. This is where it gets really good. It's already good, but check this out. In both cardiac and tubercular cases, the acts which led to the relapses were preceded by wrong thinking. The patient in each case rationalized himself out of a sense of his own perilous reality. He deliberately turned away from his knowledge of the fact that he had been a victim of a serious disease. He grew overconfident. He decided he didn't have to follow directions. Now, this is precisely what happens with the alcoholic, the arrested alcoholic, or the alcoholic in AA who has a slip. Obviously, he decides to take a drink again sometime before he actually takes it. He starts thinking wrong before he actually embarks on the course that led to a slip. There is no reason to charge the slip to alcoholic behavior or a second heart attack to cardiac behavior. The alcoholic slip is not a symptom of a psychotic condition. There's nothing screwy about it at all. The patient simply didn't follow directions. For the alcoholic, AA offers the directions, a vital factor or ingredient of the preventative, especially for the alcoholic, is sustained emotion. What do they mean by that? The alcoholic who learns some of the techniques or the mechanics of AA but misses the philosophy or the spirit may get tired of following directions. Not because he's alcoholic, but because he's human. Rules and regulations irk almost anyone because they're restraining, prohibitive, and negative. 
The philosophy of AA, however, is positive and provides ample sustained emotion, meaning a sustained desire to follow directions voluntarily. I mean, that's a lot, what he just said right there. Somebody who follows AA by the form, but there's no substance, misses the philosophy or the spirit, usually just gets tired of following directions. Not because he's alcoholic, but because he's human. My experience is that I wanted to follow directions. Voluntarily, I do now. It's not contrary action anymore. I want to. I believe it's the right way to be. Back to the reading. In any event, the psychology of the alcoholics is not as different as some people try to make it. The disease has certain physical differences, yes, And the alcoholic has problems peculiar to him, perhaps, because he's been put on the defensive and consequently has developed frustrations. But in many instances, there is no more reason to be talking about the alcoholic mind than there is to describe something called the cardiac mind or the TB mind. I think we'll help the alcoholic more if we can first recognize that he's primarily a human being, afflicted with human nature. That's it. It's by Dr. Silkworth. You can find it online. It's called Slips and Human Nature. I want to read that because... Again, like I said before, it's just my understanding of what alcoholism is is so central to why my application of the solution works so well. I do not believe that I am stuck with I do not believe that my character defects are my alcoholism. Feels good to know Dr. Silkworth agrees. Also, there is the message that the beautiful message that when somebody practices AA with the spirit of what it is, they eventually do it voluntarily. It's not always a chore. Otherwise, we would just all get annoyed and leave. Anyways. I don't know where you're at. It's very, very, very uncommon to have this belief. Many, many, many times each week, I hear people
or receiving a very different message. Maybe more specifically why this is so important is because this morning, for example, I didn't wake up and say, oh, I'm all messed up in my head. It's my alcoholism. I don't believe that it is. I don't say, I don't want to go to a meeting. That's my alcoholism. I say, that's the human condition. What am I willing to do about that? Have God help me. All right, I want to give a special shout out to Steph. Love you very much. Say hello to my Canadian friends. And um, if anybody needs to hear it, everything's okay. A lot of you know that I'm a male model who has a, a new shapewear line. If you want to see it, go to www.shapewearsexgodswithaz.org. The extra W is for wow. All right, waiter. Yeah. I'll show myself out. Yeah. All right. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Drop me a line. Sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, sarcastic.a.book. Check out the website. Some exciting announcement, announcements coming. Stay tuned. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I hope you do the same.